Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie Fledberg. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Excited to have you with us this afternoon, along with our special guest today, Dr. Melody Stevens. Uh, We are going to be talking about eight keys to a healthy business and life. And our guest today uh, uses her knowledge of health and the body, combined with her passion to see people blossom into who God created them to be, and equips us to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Our guest today is Dr. Melody Stevens. Grab a notepad of some type because during the next hour you're going to discover how to get into the right mindset, how to set realistic goals and make reasonable plans, the secret sauce to success, perspective shifts you must make now, how and why accountability are critical, the number one priority, how to stay on track all day, every day, and five easy ways to maximize your physical health with ease. Our guest today is Dr. Melody Stevens. Her website is drmelodystevens.com. Welcome to you, Dr. Melody. Awesome. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. We have so many amazing things to discuss today. So thank you for this opportunity. You bet. And maybe just a little background. What is your what? What do you do in your practice? Are you a physical doctor, a, a counselor? What are, what kind of a doctor are you? Yes, I'm a doctor of physical therapy. So I help people rehab their bodies, get up and functioning again. And uh, man, it's just such a pleasure to be able to help people in that way. So great. And. We are going to be talking about these eight keys to healthy business and life. And I love how we combine these here because it does completely affect each other. Like you can't have one healthy one sick and have it work out really great for you. So let's go, let's go ahead and talk about the right mindset. Yes, absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. And I would say, But that is why um, I have incorporated those things into my business. And I love this perspective. I speak a lot to different women's groups, uh, specifically women entrepreneurs as well. And so when you can begin to understand, just like you said, that these two things were meant to beautifully go well together, that when they are both healthy, then your business is the best that it can be. It's so beautiful. And we so often can neglect our physical when we are so focused on our business and that is going to be an imbalance there. And how can you eventually have, um, be having the energy that you need to, the creativity that you need to and everything to be set in place to make your business successful if your body is not aiding you and assisting you in that way. So I love bringing these two things together. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about the right mindset, specifically as Christians for Christian women in particular, 
we need to see what is our standard that we're setting everything else up against. And when you can identify your standard, then it's going to be so much easier to basically funnel everything through that, to be funneling it through when you're looking at your body and caring for your body and when you're looking at how do I operate and run my business, how do I handle these business decisions, all of these things. And so as Christians, I feel that it must be a God-centered mindset. So when you're able to say, well, if God is the top thing, then I'm very easily going to be able to see how does he operate, how does he work and live, how does he call us to work and live, and then it's going to be so much easier for you to kind of get out of the the overwhelm sometimes that can happen when there's so much business advice out there. <laughs> there's so many ways to help us in our business, but not all of them are coming from the right perspective, in my opinion. They're not coming from a God-centered perspective. So that kind of is number one that I that I recommend. That's so cool because that makes it so clear. And I know when I do um, presentations, I'll just say, you know, a lot of people choose a book, choose a resource to build their business around. Maybe it's E-Myth or Mm 4-Hour Workweek or, what you know, whatever you're going to say. You're going to say, this is how I'm going to do it, you know, seven seven principles of highly successful people, whatever book you're going to choose. But God has this amazing book, amazing book available to us called the Bible. (laughs) All of these principles and standards already in it. Yeah. And so the right mindset, I love that is God centered. And that, that clarifies so much right there uh, because it eliminates, it eliminates the kind of behaviors that are going to be the most unhealthy just right from the get go. Agreed. And, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, this is why I feel I love talking about this and I love talking to other business owners because, yes, I am a doctor of physical therapy and, yes, I still see and treat patients, but I am an entrepreneur. You know, I run my own business and it's going on six years now, and so I've been through the gamut. I know what's out there. I know what trainings and teachings are out there, and I've tried so many of them as well, but nothing ever completely felt Right, you know, and and I went, man, it has been such a growing, a growing experience for me. (laughs) When you start a business, then you really, you're going to get ready to go through some things that nothing else in life can take you through, um, searching yourself in this way and and learning disciplines and, and learning how to run a business. There's so many different skills that it takes to do that. And so I've tried all the things. And then in the end, God is calling me back to him and says, but if you just do it my way and trust that I am going to lead you in what is right, even if it doesn't look like what all these other people say, do you really trust me? And so that's kind of where it really comes down to. And so I I just, I speak from experience for all of these things that we're talking about today. I fully speak from experience of being in your shoes and being an entrepreneur and going through the whole thing and, and trying to use other people's techniques and uh, and ways that they are recommending and nothing was working until finally I said you know what God I've got to put you in the driver's seat it's going to be the only way that I will have peace in my heart and then I'm just going to finally get to the place with a lot of us as business owners we're also control freaks let's just be honest that's one of the reasons why we want to go into our own business so that we can have more control over things so getting to the point where we're actually letting go of that control, but then we're trusting it into the one who loves us the most and who sees our future, 
when you finally get to that place, it's like, oh, my goodness, now I can let go of a lot of things. And it's a growing process. It's a faith-building process. But it really begins to put our ego aside. It puts our pride aside. It puts our goals aside. And anything that we are wanting to achieve, it really says, God, I'm giving them to you. And then before we know it, those goals probably will be achieved, maybe in a different way, but maybe even bigger and better than what we ever could have thought when we tried to do it on our own. And I have just fully been through that to where now I'm at this place where I'm like, I wouldn't want to ever go back to that other way. Right. There's an exercise I do with people. You guys can do it with us right now. So imagine mm-hmm. that you have a newspaper, a newspaper out in front of you and point your fingertips together out in front of your face. Of course, if you're driving, don't do this right now. But um, point your fingertips out in front of you as if it's a newspaper right in front of you. And now imagine this newspaper is taking up all of your vision space. Okay, so a lot of times that's how we do our goals. We put that goal mm. smack in front of us like that, and that's all we can see. But what God really needs us to do is to put the goal out a little farther out in the distance from us, like behind the newspaper, and then to fold our hands together in like a praying hand position and to be able to remember that God is first and the goal is secondary. Always God first, goal secondary. The goal is still visible all the time. But when our hands are together then in the position of prayer and the goal is a little further out there, it helps us to stay truly available to um, make quick turns, to even take, you know, big detours, whatever, without losing our heart mm-hmm. and our spirit of things and let God move us around this total dependence that you're talking about here is so critical to our peace and, and joy in life. You, you talk about setting realistic goals and making reasonable plans. A lot of people have a problem with this because they don't know how they can God for their future and make goals. So what's your perspective on that? That is such a great point, and I love that activity. I mentally went through that with you, and I think that is absolutely a beautiful way to look at it. So thank you for that. That's really powerful. So the first thing is you want to start with prayer. That has to be the first thing. And, man, I remember being at a place where I was like, well, I have this idea of what I want to do, and I feel like God gave me the idea, so I felt like he was in the process, but ultimately it was, my my heart's desire, what I truly wanted, and I was going to make it happen no matter what, and then I was going to ask God then to just bless what I was doing. And I realized after doing that for a few years, that was actually wrong. It was actually having the goal, trusting that God gave that to me in my heart, but just like you said, allowing him to guide and lead that path. And so when we do that, we we need to start with prayer first and foremost, and then beginning to... It's like you can, set, you can set goals, you can set dates for yourself, but we need to still be in a place of this is all very fluid. And so mm-hmm. it will help you to have some benchmarks along the way and help you to know that you are still moving forward, but it doesn't come with kind of all this weightiness and heaviness of, if I don't make this goal by this date, if I don't achieve this thing in my time frame that I've set up, then I'm going to feel like a failure. And, you know, maybe I'm going to be working so hard. I'm just going to throw everything out the window to work, 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 to try to get this done. And then if I still don't make it, I mean, we put all this pressure on ourselves and it's just like set some benchmarks, but let them be a target not necessarily something set in stone where there's going to be any sort of 
guilt or shame or regret if you don't make what you're wanting at that time. Because one of the things I have learned is, my goodness, things take so much longer than what we want them to take. And so we, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure. We want to have some target goals. And then when we get to that place, we can look back and say, okay, well, I may not be there yet by this date that I was hoping, but look at all the progress I have made to help me get there. And so that, again, just like the, the point we made before, it's a little mindset shift to have it in a different way. And so I'm sure you've heard this statement too, that a goal without a date is just a dream. So we do want to put some dates to our goals to help us stay focused. But, again, it's a target. It's not the be-all, end-all. And so that will really begin to help. Another thing that's going to be helping is, to have some way of celebrating your wins and victories along the way. When I am working, so say we have, we're talking about the physical part, so we're working on our body, we want our body to be healthy, and we understand that a healthy body is going to support me in my business. We celebrate what is called non-scale victories. So there's a lot of things that we often take for granted, if all we're focusing on is the scale, then if we don't meet what we want to see that scale happening, we feel like failures. And so we need to have another way of measuring our success, and this is called non-scale victories. So these are basically all the other wonderful things that are happening that are supporting your health. This is when you start to realize that your taste buds are changing, that your cooking healthy meals is getting easier, that you're working longer and harder at the gym and, and it's becoming a little easier for you, that your measurements are starting to go down even if the scale isn't moving, you know, that your skin is looking clearer and that your clothes are fitting better. These are all beautiful non-scale victories that we celebrate. And so we want to do the same thing in business, looking at, well, what are all the good things that I'm doing? I have this big, long to-do list of things that I need to do in order for me to maybe get this system in place or in order for me to achieve this goal. So can I celebrate each step that I'm taking that's taking me one step closer? And then you're able to just change your perspective and say, I really am moving forward. I really am making progress. And I take off a lot of that responsibility or burden of I'm never getting there. I'm working so hard and I'm never getting there. And then we just feel overburdened and, and stressed out and depressed and all these things when actually those are all wonderful positive things for us to be celebrating along the way. Absolutely. I love how you're talking about that too. And there's just so, you know, there's always a lot of work to do. It's not like, it's not like there's any work for us to do, but there's a lot of peace that comes along with doing this process in God's way and how he ordained it scripturally. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break here and come back and talk about the secret sauce to success as well as perspective shifts you must make now. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast 
fun and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. And of course, our guest today, Dr. Melody Stevens, is one of our speakers over at womenspeakers.com. Be sure to check that out. And welcome back to you, Dr. Melody. Let's go ahead and talk about the secret sauce to success. I'm dying to hear what this is. Sounds good. Well, we think of a secret sauce. We think of a sauce is made up of different ingredients that makes it really special and that makes it work. And so in this case, it's two very important things that we must have in order for us to be successful, like we said, in any kind of achievement, whether it's an achievement in our body or achievement in our business. And so these two things are patience and diligence. We need to have patience and diligence. Without one of them, then it's not going to work. You're going to find frustration a lot easier. We need to be in this place of patience, and this is something that the Holy Spirit can help us with. We can pray for this. We need this in our life because it makes everything go so much smoother. So we need to have patience, and patience is going to come from trusting in God. So building your trust even further to where you now are trusting in his timing and in his ways and in what he's doing and how he's leading you so that you can be patient in the process. And it makes it so much more enjoyable to walk through this life with God, trusting him and having patience, knowing that he hears you, that he's working on your behalf when you are not aware of it. And so we need that key ingredient. The other one is going to be diligence. There are things that we can do. We can be patient, but we also don't want to be inactive. So we need to be diligent in doing our part, in doing what we feel we need to do to help things move along, and and then knowing that we're never going to be able to do enough. That's why we need God to come in and multiply our efforts and make it so much more than what we could have ever done. But if we are not diligent and we are not consistent, that kind of brings in some consistency and some perseverance in there, we need all of those things together, and then you will be in such a better and more enjoyable place as you are making changes, as you're moving through where your business is going, as you're moving through maybe some goals that you have for your health. We need those key ingredients in order to make us successful for any type of achievement. I love that. That's perfect. I think about, um, you know, the goals. If you have a big goal, like um, that isn't going to happen today or this week or even this month, Mm -hmm. you have a big goal. You have to put that out there. That's kind of like winning the game is the goal. You know, you want to win the game. And then along the way, you have to do all all the incremental, let's say it's a golf game. You have to do all 18 holes. You know, you have to set those those um, targets along the way. And again, it takes time. It takes so much work to get from the beginning to the end. It takes a lot of patience and even <laughs> just uh, forg- forgiveness. Yeah, it's funny right now. I'm in the process right now of of moving, and we've got all this to do. We've got not only not only the whole moving sale is. Um, starting in two days, but even between that, there's the store closing sales that are happening. And so I've got all this stuff that's going on and so much more to do than I can possibly do. And so what I've adopted is from Mark, uh, where Jesus is talking to the guys, uh, Mary's coming and she's washed her, washed his feet with her hair and with the perfume Mm -hmm. bottle and they're giving her a hard time about it. And Jesus says, 
Jesus says to the guys, leave her alone. She did what she could. And so that's kind of my motto right now, <laughs> Dr. Melody. Is I'm kind of going through all this. You know, there's more than I can possibly do. And I'm like to myself, I'm saying, leave you alone. You're doing all you can, you know. You just, it's okay. Yes. And I think, you know, when, when we have big goals, when we have big dreams, when we have a lot to do on the platter, we lose our peace because we become impatient or because we think mm-hmm. it's too hard. I mean, I love that this is your secret sauce because that is so dead on. If those are the places that sap our joy um, and mm-hmm. cause us to really say, I should just throw in the towel. This is just too yeah. hard. This isn't working out. Yeah. Well, so what are yeah. some of the perspective shifts that we should make? Well, you alluded to it a little bit in your visualization there of the newspaper when it's right in front of your face and it it blocks everything. You're consumed with it. It's all you see. But then when you move it further away, you realize, okay, there's more to life going on. You know, there's more pieces that are also important that I can't be so narrow-minded and so completely consumed with this thing. We need to move it a little further away, but yet not out of reach. And so one of the biggest perspective shifts is to have that long-term point of view. So when we think about even examples from the Bible as well, right, when Abraham gets this promise from God that God is going to make him um, a great nation out of him, even though he has no heirs, he has no descendants, what, how is that even going to be possible? What do you mean, God? And he waited decades, decades, even into past being childbearing years, where it could be by no means this was going to happen. But then, of course, God still fulfilled his promise, and then there we go. And so we have to be able to have that long-term point of view. Will I still trust God? Will I still pursue my business and this dream in my heart at a long-term perspective so that I will do what needs to be done in the meantime while things are coming into place that I maybe cannot see yet? So having that perspective shift of a long-term point of view is going to help keep you focused and not disappointed if things take longer than expected. It might be stretching you. It might be stretching your face a little bit, but that's okay because those things need to grow. If they're never stretched, we will never grow in those areas. And and it's a lifelong process of growing closer to God in all the things that we're involved in, and that actually gives us an opportunity to do that. And so uh, so things are always, or I, I shouldn't say always, but for most of the time, and what my experience has been, and many other entrepreneurs that I know, is that this thing that you wanted, that you're going after, it's like this carrot dangling in the distance. It's going to take you much longer to get there than what you anticipated, than what you it. <laughs> When we have, it's like, okay, well, I'm still moving towards it. And then one other uh, little sentence that I've loved, a little phrase that I heard that really helped change things for me was, stop comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. So we look as entrepreneurs, and we're always looking for the next thing, and we always want to achieve that next goal, and we have big dreams and goals for ourselves and for our business, and we look around and we see everyone else that we think has already achieved it, and we feel like we're just left in the dust. But we didn't realize the years and maybe decades of what they went through to finally get to that place. And so we cannot compare. That's the evil of comparison. We cannot compare our beginning to someone else's middle or their end. Yeah, I love that. That's so important. Because, uh, that, again, 
what the goal, and I think, you know, when we look at it from a biblical perspective, the goal of all of these things that are um, the things that we need to not be doing, the goal of those things is to discourage us and to dishearten us from mm-hmm. accomplishing the things that God has created sure. us to do. That's mm-hmm. the whole purpose is make sure she doesn't have the courage to go forward. Make sure she doesn't mm-hmm. have the energy to go forward. Make sure, you know, yes. whatever. and all these things, you know, and it's our responsibility before God to, to proceed forward by faith. But then these are just wise words of counsel that you're sharing with us here. It's going to require patience. It's going to require mm-hmm. perseverance. You've got to have this yes. long-term point of view. You can't be comparing yourself to someone else's journey because it is your own journey. It's going to look different from theirs. Are there any other perspective shifts that you wanted us to take into consideration right now? I think the long-term point of view is is one of the best ones. And so I think Mm -hmm. um, celebrating your victories along the way and then having that long-term point of view, I think that's going to be the best. And like we said from the very beginning, where is your mindset from the beginning? Are we looking at things with a God-centered perspective? And when we do that, it will help to alleviate some of our you know, some of our concerns or some of our fears or some of our frustrations. And I love what you were saying, that there's always going to be, you know, this voice in your head or the enemy trying to attack you and trying to discourage you and trying to help you, you know, feel that you're never going to get there or that you're never going to get over this hurdle or you're never going to get to the other side of this and achieve victory in this. And we have to realize that for what it is, that that's a lie, that that's not true, that that does not equate with what the Bible is telling me. And so, therefore, I can take every thought captive, like the Bible says, and be like, nope, that one does not equate to my standard, which is God's word. And so, therefore, I'm discounting it. I'm casting it out. I'm putting it behind me. I don't need it. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with our guest, Dr. Melody Stevens of DrDrMelodyStevens.com. Stevens is spelled with a V. You want to check that out. But wait, don't go away because we have lots more good stuff coming up. Right after break, we're going to talk about how and why accountability is critical and the number one priority you must keep in mind at all times. We'll be right back. leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we're visiting today with Dr. Melody Stevens about eight keys to a healthy business and life. Melody, let's go ahead and talk about accountability right now. First of all, um, why do you feel like accountability is so important? Yes, well, it's kind of the make or break thing, I truly believe. So we need accountability so that you have other people that know what you're doing, that love you and support you and want to see you succeed. And just like we were mentioning before, there can be so many traps, so many things that can discourage us and bring us down while we're moving towards our goals, especially just the the individual journey that an entrepreneur goes through and even on our health journey, how easy it can be in order to 
lose hope or to get discouraged. And if you don't have that accountability, you really are going to be fighting more of an uphill battle. It's kind of something, it's almost like a gift that you can give yourself. It's having that accountability where you can then receive love and receive kindness and uh, receive somebody else's desire to see you achieve something great. And it's a gift that you're giving yourself by allowing some accountability in your life, knowing that it's for your, your own betterment. It's like people love accountability. They say that they want it. But when it really, when push comes to shove, it's like, dang it. But man, you know, so sometimes we don't want it, actually, especially if we feel like we've been stalled or we have not been making the progress that we've been wanting or we kind of feel like we're just, we're in a little bit of a dip for a while and, you know, just kind of feeling done and out. And then we're like, man, I wanted that accountability when I was doing really well, when I was really taking a lot of action. And now that it's actually here, maybe I'm like, I feel, you know, Anyways, it can be a little, you get what I'm saying, it can be a little bit of a double-edged sword, but it is literally the number one thing that can make or break your success. And in all of the training that I do, both in entrepreneur circles and in helping women with their health, accountability has been the absolute number one reason that they attribute to their success. So we need it, and we need to put ourselves in positions to be around it and to receive it. I love how you started out describing it because it isn't what comes immediately to mind, I think, for most of us. When we think about accountability, you said it's the place where you receive love, kindness, and external hope, which, which okay, for people who've not been with a good accountability partner, they've received mm-hmm. condemnation and, um, mm. you know, impatience, maybe loss of friendship. Um, you know, accountability can, like you say, it can be a two-edged sword. So what are we looking for in an accountability partner? What, what would that accountability partner really look like? Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, I would pray about it. If you don't have anyone in your life yet to serve that, that purpose, pray for God to bring you the right person because you're totally right. Your accountability can go one way or the other based on the other person. So we do want to kind of enter into that um, cautiously and, and prayerfully so that it really is a beautiful relationship because when it is put together in the way accountability was designed at its best, then it will make all the difference. So what I would say is typically you want to have accountability with someone that has similarities to the, the situation that you're going through so that they can relate to what you're going through. And so if you're wanting accountability in your health per se, then you want someone else who also values health or maybe they've gone through their own health journey um, or, you know, are going through it at the same time as you so that you can be relating to one another. I also think it's important if you can to find an accountability partner that has a little bit more experience than you do in that area because they can begin to actually kind of assimilate you and help to pull you towards further success because they've already been there and they're even slightly further than you. So it's actually kind of can, can be a little bit of a mentoring aspect there as well. So you want to find someone that has similar mindsets as you do, so similar points of view. So if you are a Christian and that's very important to you, you do want to find a like-minded Christian person that can, you can just have those conversations. You're going to look at the world in a certain way and it's going to be cohesive with one another. So Pray about God to bring you the right people, and you might have accountability partners for different areas of your life, and the more the better. That's wonderful. 
So, and then I would recommend that you are setting up some parameters for the accountability. So, we're going to meet, you know, either on the phone or in person, you know, once a week or once a month or whatever you've decided for your for your individual situation. So, you want to set those parameters. How long are we going to meet? And what are we actually going to be talking about? Like, I um, I want to get right to the point right away. So. If I am working with someone else and they're in that accountability for me, like, yes, I want to have them as a friend and I want to um, have a comfortable relationship with them. However, if we're meeting to talk about a specific thing, I want to, like, just, let's just get down to business. So you want to kind of set those parameters up, like, how are you guys wanting to go about it? And focusing your, your topics and your discussions on, like I said before, on your wins and victories. Like what, what is going well? It's kind of your time to be able to reflect and be like, oh, I shouldn't be beating myself up for this. I actually did do quite a lot of good things. And sometimes we don't even realize that until we're speaking that out to someone else. So we want to go over our wins and victories. And then we want to talk about, well, where am I feeling stuck? And how can this person hold me accountable? Here's the action things that I'm going to take between now and our, our next conversation. So they're going to know what that is so that they can actually ask me about them keep me accountable for them, and did I actually achieve them? So you want to do set some parameters in space. Otherwise, it can just become just like a, a gab fest with a friend, or you know, and then you never really got to talk about like the really important things and use that time wisely. So that's my recommendation for that. Beautiful. And I was thinking, too, about um, looking for someone who has a personality type that fits well with yours. I learned yes. this when I was uh, delivering my first child in the hospital, and I had a doctor who was very calm and soothing and um, very, very encouraging and quiet. And that was exactly what I needed. And down the hall, I could hear the doctor, uh, like, yelling and cheering, like, go, push, okay, push harder. And the doctor was very high energy and real powerful uh, response in that situation. And I thought, wow, God. I'm so glad that you gave me my doctor because that was exactly who I needed. I nice. needed quiet, calm, <laughs> talk me off the ledge, you know, um, versus the cheerleader type. And I think it's important with our accountability partners, too, that we keep in mind that different people have different approaches to how they encourage. And some people, mm -hmm. their definition of encouragement is really getting the stick out and whipping you when you're slow. And other people, their form of encouragement is really the gentle words and, you know, the encouragement mm -hmm. and the prayer. I mean, you really want to find somebody that matches your personality in this way. And, and if you have failed before with accountability partners, it may just be something as simple as this. I love that. That's a wonderful thing to, yeah, a wonderful thing to be looking at. Like, what do I actually need? Do I know that in this area of my life I need some tough love, or do I know that I actually need a little bit more grace? You know, and so, yes, finding, like, what is going to be right for me? And that's why I said from the beginning, pray about it and ask God to bring that person to you. And, and he will, and it will be beautiful, and you'll know right away in your heart this is going to be the right situation for me. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I like to how I like how to, and you've said this a couple times now, and I've heard it the second time more clearly for me. But to that, you will have different maybe accountability partners for different areas in your life, and maybe in one area you need tough love, and in another area you need a little more grace. Maybe you're still just got gaping a whole <laughs> open wound, <laughs> you know, where you mm -hmm. just are not ready, you know, to just hit the hit the tarmac and go. So I love that, and just to keep in mind. Um, you know, the phrase, the phrase that's my motto right now, you know, leave her alone. She did what she could. I think, I think oftentimes mm -hmm. we can be 
our worst accountability partner because we have no grace or we have too much grace. And that's where somebody from the outside can come in and really provide some perspective there. Love that. You, know, you have um, you have a number one priority that you want us to keep in mind. What is that? Mm-hmm. Our number one priority, it probably won't be a surprise with everything we've talked about so far, but this is truly prioritizing daily time with God. I find, and this has been me in the past, I find that so often we're so busy, we feel overworked, we have a million things on our to-do list, we're juggling a million different things, that God kind of gets our leftovers. And, and pretty soon we can kind of be like, well, you know, I prayed a little bit here and there, or, you know, maybe I said grace for my meal, you know, but otherwise, like, am I really having meaningful time with God? And I feel that it can be so easy, and this is what I think the enemy loves, is that we get so distracted, we get so overwhelmed that we begin putting all these other priorities and all these other things in front of our time with God, the one who will actually be with us, the one who will actually give us the strength when we need it, you know, bring different situations and opportunities to us if we would just ask for it, the one that is actually deserving the credit more than anything and anyone ever we give the least amount to sometimes. And I just, I know that that has been me in the past, and I see that a lot with entrepreneurship as well. We're so go-getters. We have so much big plans, and we can so easily get caught up in all the things that need to get done, yet alone juggling family and our health and all these other things, that God just gets our leftovers, and that's just truly not the way it was ever meant to be. And so our number one priority is prioritizing daily time with God, And sometimes that means that something's going to need to be sacrificed. Something's got to give. So what is that going to be? Is that going to be that maybe you're just going to have to get up a little earlier and sacrifice some sleep, you know? Or is it going to be that you're going to have to just look at your time very critically and say, maybe I'm spending too much, you know, just kind of whatever time on social media or watching TV or whatever that is not necessarily doing anything for me. It's just filling up time and space. So we need to be intentional and and prioritizing that time. The best time I would recommend would be at the beginning of the day since your whole day is new and you have no idea what's truly going to happen that day and inviting God to be a part of that. But regardless of when it works for you, it needs to be our priority. I just can imagine how much it breaks God's heart when he says, I love you so much. I want to give you so much, but yet you don't ask me. You don't spend time with me. You, you know, you're not trusting me. And so we're just we're wasting the, the opportunities of what is truly available to us, living a life that he is at the front and center. And so we need to reprioritize. Hmm. And how do you, once you get that start then, at the beginning of the day, how do you stay on track all day? Yes, so that is, that's beautiful. That leads right into the next one. So this is going to be bringing God into each part of your day. So this would be through prayer. This would be just through your thought life. Am I letting my thoughts go to God? Am I letting my thoughts, am I, am I letting him in to my thoughts? Or am I having all these thoughts and trying to do all this stuff and then not really even asking him to be a part of it, or even asking him to lead me or guide me or show me or even work on my behalf when I can't do it in my own strength. You know, So we go back to the verses that says, when I am weakest, 
that is when I am strong because God takes our weakness. He says, my power is made perfect in weakness. So we can use all these things that we're trying to do so much in our own power. It's never going to be enough. It was never meant to be enough. We were actually designed to rely on him so that he can do the things that we cannot do. And we have an energy that will run out, but his never does. So being able to, what I call the art of abiding, this is just learning how to go through your day and yet keeping God top of mind throughout your day and seeing him work on your behalf, seeing what he is doing for you in little things and in big things, in conversations, in quote-unquote coincidences, all these different things that he will be doing that you know it's just for you. And so when we begin to grow in our intimacy with him, that's what he ultimately desires anyway. And then our thankfulness grows and our attitude changes and we begin to have our eyes opened to see everything that he is doing and we can praise him in all circumstances. No matter what they look like, we will get to a point of being able to praise him in all circumstances because we know that he is still God and that he is the righteous one and he is the one that deserves all all of our love and praise and adoration. So beautiful. And I'm loving all of these points because God's, God's goal for us is that we journey through this life with him, whether it's business or health or whatever it is, in every way that we journey through life with him because that's where we find the most peace and joy. And all of these things that you've been talking about just so feed into that peace and joy. It's all just such a beautiful a spin, I call it when it when it's going going around well, and there's no, you know, you have a bicycle and all the spokes are all the spokes are in place, and it, there's nothing flat on it, and you just get to spin really fast compared to if you've got a couple spokes that are broken, you know, you're thunking, thunking all the way through life. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and talk about the five easy ways to maximize your physical health with ease. Don't go away. We'll be right back. ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPY Coach Certification Program today. SPY or S-P-I stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and you're joining us today for Eight Keys to a Healthy Business and Life. If you're just joining us now, you're going to want to go back and catch the beginning of this program. Our guest today, Dr. Melody Stevens, has been sharing so much great content with us, and we're going to go now into our final segment here. Melody, let's talk about the five easy ways to maximize your physical health with ease, and what I'd like you to do is to share just all five at once, and then let's go back and talk about each one. Okay, perfect. No problem at all. So this is what I call the daily five. This is a system that I put together when I was kind of taking in all the knowledge that I have, all my education in uh, physical therapy and understanding the body and in health and nutrition and all these things. And I was like, you know, it can kind of be a little overwhelming. (laughs) There are so many voices out there. There are so many perspectives, so many plans and programs that are trying to help us get healthy. And it can be overwhelming. So I thought to myself, How can I truly take the most important ones that are going to make the biggest difference in your life and in your health and boil it down to simplify it for you? 
So this is what I call the daily five. So number one is drinking 100 ounces of water per day. Number two is having a high-protein and low-carb breakfast. And this would be typically within one hour of waking up you want to have that. Number three, your lunch and your dinner make it extremely easy for you. It's only going to be vegetables paired with protein. Number four, you want to rev up your metabolism and keep your blood sugar level. So you want to have small meals, small meals and snacks all throughout the day, eating every three to four hours. And number five is daily activity, daily physical exercise in some capacity. Awesome. Okay, Thank so that so is much. what we okay. call the daily five. Mm-hmm. Okay. So going back to number one then, we're just going to dissect these just a little bit. The water, uh, you can probably tell us better than I can, but I know that the body is made up mostly of water. And when, that, when there's not enough, everything starts falling apart, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, isn't that wonderful? My body is made up, you know, 70% worth of water. So what is the thing that is going to help my body truly function the best? It's adding more water. <laughs> so we can definitely easily get dehydrated, and you can have a lot of symptoms of dehydration, and you don't even know it. And it's not that you're dehydrated because you're literally not drinking, but it could be that you're drinking so many other liquids, and, yes, they may have a water component to them, but if they're not purely water, they're not functioning in the way, it's not truly giving you as much of the benefits as just pure old water actually could. And you're typically not drinking enough of it anyway. So typically what do they say, like eight, um, eight glasses or 64 ounces a day, so six glasses or eight ounces or whatever, and, and that ends up being, that's still, in my opinion, not enough. So we want to go for, you're shooting for 100 ounces a day. And I get so many people say, oh, my gosh, that's so much water. There's no way I could do it. Aren't I going to be, you know, depleting myself and depleting my electrolytes and all these things? Not necessarily. So not unless you were to have some sort of a medical condition where that, that electrolyte balance is really needing to be very, very finely monitored, then, of course, you need to be checking with your physician and, and getting all your lab work done and all that. But for a general rule, 100 ounces a day of water is your goal, and this is not including other liquids. This is not including coffee or tea as well. I get people say, well, it's tea. It's just water with, a, with a, some you know, herbs and tea bag in there. No, because the properties of what the tea is made up of, of those different flowers and you know, leaves and herbs and whatever is there, it can become a diuretic in your body and actually, same with coffee, it pulls the water out of you and cycles it through out of your kidneys. So that's why you have to go to the bathroom so bad when you drink tea or coffee and the water never fully got to get absorbed into your cells like it was meant to. So this is truly pure water, 100 ounces, not including any other liquids. And what do you say to the person who says, yeah, but if I drink all that water, then I gain weight? <laughs> so it actually will be the opposite. And so when people are losing weight, too, they're like, oh, well, I just lost water weight. I'm like, well, not if you're doing it how I say, because you, there's no possible way that you could be 
quote-unquote losing water weight if you are drinking 100 ounces of water a day. So that's not true. The more you drink, the more finally, finally, at the cellular level to all of your cells, they will finally have the proper amount of hydration that they need to be functioning better. And drinking a lot of water actually helps your metabolism to increase because it's making your body kind of work and process and, and do all this inside your cells. So that won't be the case. You may feel a little bit like you're waterlogged a little, you know, in the beginning. You may feel like, oh, my gosh, I just, like, can't even believe my stomach is so, you know, like, bloated. I'm drinking so much water. But your body will, it will adapt to it. And pretty soon you, you can tell immediately, wow, I really need more water. I haven't been drinking enough water. So your body will get to the point where it's used to it and it's really, truly craving it. And, and what better to put in your body what God has created before we manufactured any sort of these drinks or anything else that's on the market anyway. Like God provided in the world exactly what we need for the ages to survive, and it's water. So we need to get back to the basics. Okay, so number two was high-protein breakfast with low carbs, and then number three was lunch and dinner, mostly just vegetables and protein. So why not carbs? Why not more carbs? Mm, sure, sure. Well, we can actually get all the amount of carbs that you need from your vegetables and, and from a little bit of fruit. So you don't have to worry. You know, this is a quote-unquote what I would say a low-carb lifestyle, but it's low-carb in the fact that you're not having – things that give you no nutritious value. You know, bread is really giving you not very much nutritious value. We can make some sort of an argument for, you know, different types of, of minerals and, you know, nuts and seeds or whatever that might be in the bread. But for the most part, your body doesn't need it. It can get all the carbs and all the benefits that it needs, that the brain needs in order to function because that's our biggest consumer of carbohydrates and glucose is our brain. So we need those, but we need to be getting those things from things that actually have nutrition in them, things that are actually what we call nutrient-dense. So when we are focusing on having a lot of vegetables, a lot of variety as well, you know, you want to have as many colors and as much variety as possible so that your body can get all the different minerals and all the, the wonderful things that are in there. And what's incredible is when you're eating something, your body and your blood, it's processing all of it, right? We're digesting, it's going through our intestines, it's going seeping into our blood, it's, it's, it's getting the nutrients that we want. It's searching for those certain nutrient levels. But when the food we're eating is not nutrient-dense, it's highly processed, it's high, a lot of flour, a lot of sugar, um, all these types of things that don't really give us nutritional value, it keeps us wanting more food because it's still searching for this nutrition, but if we eat something that is high nutrient dense from really awesome vegetables, then we will get fuller faster because the signals will finally be sent in your body, the hormone signals that say, okay, that's fine, that's enough, I got all, all that, that I needed. I got all my vitamin D and my vitamin B and I got my folate and all these other things that we need, we're fine. And so you will actually find that you're going to be fuller faster on less food when you actually have nutrient-dense food that you're eating. So that's why we want to be eating in that way. Real quickly, why, uh, why several small meals and snacks instead of the three per day that, you know, has been traditional? Yes, I know. This is one of the big ones that really throws people off a little bit, and it's a new way to start eating and thinking about eating. But think of it like this. I love all the analogies that you have talked about today. It's really wonderful to kind of have your mind paint that picture so think of it like your body, your metabolism is like a fire. So it's like a campfire. 
what would you want to do? Would you want to keep a fire burning all day for continuous warmth by adding logs on it? Every little time that it starts to get low, you add another log, and it just kind of stays constantly burning throughout the day? Or do you want to put a whole ton of firewood on there all at one time? It gets this huge flame, and then it goes out just as quickly as it happened. That's what happens when we are eating in that more traditional way. When we eat a lot of food at one time, the body then has a lot of work to do all of a sudden. You just dumped a whole ton of food inside your stomach. It has to start processing. It has to break everything down, pass it all through, do all of this, and it makes our metabolism and our blood sugar levels go up really high, like a big spike, and especially if you eat things that have a lot of sugar in them and a high carbohydrate content, which turns into sugar. So it makes everything spike in our body with this big, big, big spike, and then what's going to come after that? A crash. So then now what got really big all of a sudden inside our body and our hormones and our blood is going to crash down, go below resting levels, and so now an hour or two later it's like, oh, my gosh, now I'm really hungry again. I really need that candy bar. I really need that fix. I really need that you know, five-hour energy drink or whatever that is. This high like, shot of sugar in our body to make it to make those levels rise up again so it actually instigates and propagates this unhealthy system in our body of revving up our blood sugar and causing it to crash causing the cravings that then make us typically make unwise choices but if we're eating mm. small meals think of your stomach is only the size of your fist so if you look and think wow how much food am i eating at one time when my stomach is actually only supposed to be this big all we need to do is give our body the amount of food that it was meant to, meant to have and digest at one time, then it can properly digest. It's not going to be so much food that it's going to cause all these up and down roller coaster inside our body. We're going to have a very stable metabolism and a very stable blood sugar level, which is going to help the body to metabolize its fat. So it's a really wonderful way to get your body to actually use what it already has instead of turning the excess that we give it into fat. So any excess that we have, the body will store it because it's efficient and turn it into fat. So here we're literally preventing that from happening, helping your body to use its own fat source for energy over time, keeping your blood sugar levels and your, your metabolism very stable throughout the day. Yeah, in about, in about 60 seconds, tell us about exercise. Like what's, what's the minimum and should it be aerobic or should it be slow? Or Yeah, great question. So the final thing is exercise. This is what I love to call HIIT exercises, H-I-I-T. It stands for High Intensity Interval Training. What that does is you can get an extremely awesome full body workout without the gym, working out at home by doing all these different exercises to work all your muscle groups in a short burst of time. High intensity, working really hard for a short period of time, lots of variety in the exercises, and you can literally get a full body workout in 10 minutes or less and you get the science is showing you get the same, if not better, benefits than if you were to work out consistently like on a treadmill or an elliptical for 45 minutes or an hour. So you want to really start doing interval training, hit exercises, and if you're going to do cardio, do your cardio in intervals where you're going up and down really, um, you know, on the ramps or where you're increasing your speed for like, okay, for 60 seconds I'm going to run really hard and then I'm going to go back to walking and then 60 seconds. So you do these intervals, it's going to benefit your body and rev up your metabolism more than anything. 
Oh, beautiful. Yeah, there's some fun new fun new studies out about that. I was just looking at yesterday. Well, this hour has gone by so fast. Uh, Dr. Melody Stevens has a website, and it's Dr. Melody Stevens spelled with a V dot com. Dr. Melody, if people go over there, what are they going to find? Absolutely. So at the website, you're going to specifically find a beautiful place of education and helping you in your health journey. I really love to help women in their mind, body, and spiritual health, not just their physical health. I don't think God did not create them to be separate. Like you said at the beginning, they're meant to all be beautifully combined together. And so that's what you'll find is resources there and ways that I can help you have a mind, body, and spirit health. Mm, so great. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been just a delight to have you, and you shared so much great stuff with us today. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for everything that you do as well. And this is an absolute pleasure to be able to share some of my insights, share some of my knowledge, uh, both from the health perspective, the spiritual perspective, and the entrepreneur perspective. So I really appreciate that as well. Thank you. Thank you. And you guys want to check out Melody's website. Again, it's Dr. Dr. MelodyStevens.com. And she's also one of our speakers over at WomenSpeakers.com. And there's also like a thousand gals over there who would love to come and share your next event. So if you are ever in need of a speaker, visit WomenSpeakers.com and be sure to look up Dr. Melody Stevens over there as well. Thank you for being here today. Such a delight. And uh, the show is today, again, number one on Black Talk Radio. And for those of you who come live every Wednesday afternoon, thank you for that. Love it. And that's why we get to be number one on Blog Talk Radio is because you're here in person. So thanks for taking time out. For those of you who listen to the archives or listen to the Kiss Syndicates around, uh, thanks so much for being with us each week. And for those of you who host us, can't say thank you enough for that. I'm looking forward to a lot of great shows coming up. I mean, we are loaded with awesome uh, programs coming up in the near future and hope you will join us for those and also share this with a friend. Until next time, we'll see you around and hope you visit Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. See you next time. Bye-bye. Minutes with Marnie is my per minute coaching service. Whenever you feel stuck, have an idea you want to run by me, need to pick my brain, or would like me to edit your one-page or media pitch, just schedule a 15 to 60-minute session using the Easy Calendar tool at Marnie.com. I'm so grateful that you're here with us today, and I hope to connect with you one-on-one soon. Visit Marnie.com, that's M-A-R-N-I-E.com, to schedule your coaching session right now. take a few moments right after the show and help me out. I am curious who we're missing. So for example, do you know of any speaker who is missing from womenspeakers.com? Do you know of a guest expert who you'd love to hear me interview on Marnie's Friends? Or maybe you know of a major Christian women's event group that is not yet represented over at womensevents.info. Would you just take a moment after the show, swing over to Marnie.com and use the support link at the bottom of any page to recommend her to us. That would be awesome. I thank you for partnering with me in ministry, and God bless your day.